Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fontan with a Future podcast. My name is Taylor, and I'm a medical student living with a single ventricle heart. Join me as I explain Fontan physiology, explore new congenital heart disease research, and share about my experience as a patient and doctor in training. In this first episode, I'm going to talk about my own diagnosis, medical journey, and reasons why I decided to attend medical school. Before we begin, the information in this podcast is not medical advice. It's important to consult your physician before making medical and lifestyle decisions that may affect your health. All right. Well, I am so excited to be starting this podcast. A year ago this month, I decided to become a little bit more active in the CHD, congenital heart disease community, and it has been so wonderful to meet so many families, so many heart warriors, so many parents, and just learn about all the different stories. I think it's so important for us as a community to be able to share our stories with others and to be able to listen to other people's stories. So today, just to kick off this podcast, I wanted to share my story again. I know many people are already familiar and also just talk about reasons why I decided that I wanted to go to medical school and why I want to hopefully one day return to the same field of pediatric cardiology that saved my life to be able to help other kids. So to begin, I was born on June 10th, 1997 to two very excited first-time parents. My poor mom actually had to wait an extra week to have me. I came a little bit late, Um, but it was a very uneventful delivery, and I actually appeared great when I was born. I wasn't blue. My APGAR scores, which are the scores that doctors use to kind of make sure the baby isn't in distress immediately, those scores were perfect. So I was sent home with a clean bill of health and my parents were very excited to start life with me. My pediatrician on some of my first visits noticed like an innocent heart murmur, but she wasn't super concerned about it and otherwise I seemed to be doing okay. So my parents felt comforted that things were fine and I was healthy. However, less than six six months later, my parents had moved to Pennsylvania from Maryland and I saw a new doctor there and the doctor was a little bit more concerned. I had been struggling with feeding a little bit and hadn't quite been gaining as much weight as would be expected so the doctor decided to do a few extra tests and unfortunately some very grave things were discovered. I was sent to a pediatric cardiologist and after an echocardiogram it was confirmed that I had some significant heart defects, including tricuspid valvetresia, dextrotransposition of the great vessels, a bilateral superior vena cava, and dextrocardia. So as you can imagine, my parents were shocked. They had felt pretty reassured up until that point that things were okay and I was healthy, but clearly this was very different and very surprising for them. They decided to continue seeking care for me at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and they were connected with wonderful pediatric cardiologists there. 
When I was six months old, I received my first surgery. My surgeon was none other than Dr. Thomas Spray, um, and he performed both the bilateral bidirectional glen shunt as well as the damus cane stanzel procedure to correct the transposition of the great vessels. Fortunately, that first surgery went very smoothly for me, and my parents were actually surprised how soon they were allowed to take me home. I started gaining weight and doing a little bit better post-op. However, probably around a year later, my parents started getting concerned again. They felt like I wasn't quite feeding as well as I had been, maybe was a little less active. So they decided to reach out to Dr. Spray again, and it was decided that I would get my second and final surgery when I was around one and a half. So I had my Fontan completion at one and a half, and I don't really remember anything from that surgery or any of my surgeries, but my parents said I did very well. And one of the last things that my surgeon said to my family before I left the hospital was, Taylor may never be an Olympian, but she can do anything she wants to. And these words have been something that have stuck with me and my family through my entire life. Um, and I just really appreciated that confidence and encouragement coming from the surgeon. Um, and it really empowered me to kind of dream big for myself and what my life could look like. So after my surgeries, my life really began um, only a week post-op. I started playing on my new swing set that my parents had built for me in the backyard. I had a lot of energy. I was very curious. I also loved animals. I thought science was super interesting. The world was kind of my oyster, so to speak. When I was a little bit older, my uncle was actually attending medical school at the time. I think I was around five years old. And every time he came home on a break from school, I would drill him about different topics in medicine. And I was especially interested in the heart. I was interested in my heart and the surgical procedures that I had undergone, as well as just kind of the anatomy of the heart, what does the heart even do in the body, things like that. And so he was great in trying to field my questions that I would launch at him. As I grew up, I loved checking out all of the like anatomy and medicine books from the library. I did a lot of reading on those topics and I just thought the human body was so amazing. Also around this time, my mom decided to start me in some ballet classes. I was not really interested in sports growing up. I also didn't do very well kind of running around outside in the heat. So she thought like an indoor option of dance might be a good avenue for me to try and kind of do some type of activity that still kept me active and moving um, without necessarily all the concerns about heat and dehydration and things like that. So when I was around four years old, she put me on some pre-ballet classes and I immediately fell in love with dance. Little did she know she launched about a 17-year career in ballet where I just continued training and growing as a dancer. So I did ballet as I grew older. I was able to go on point, um, dance on the tips of my toes. I also dabbled in a little bit of like jazz and modern, but it was something that was so important for me, not just as like an artistic outlet and as something fun to do after school, but also it really taught me how to listen to my body. 
I feel like I learned a lot about my physical limitations and kind of when to push myself and when to take a break and give myself a rest. To this day, physical activity is something that I find so important and I'm just really grateful for the foundation that I have as a dancer. I think it makes it a lot easier for me to continue in like routine and regular physical activity. Although I don't really have time to dance anymore and I'm not quite in the shape that I was when I was in like middle school and high school, it still has been a really great outlet for me. So as I grew up, medicine became more and more of a passion and a focus for me. I absolutely loved Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. That place just represented so much hope and excitement for me because I was so grateful to all the doctors that had worked tirelessly to perform my heart surgeries and really get me to the place that I was. I loved participating in studies at Children's Hospital. I had been approached by several different researchers to participate in different research projects they had going on. One of note was the trials they were doing with sildenafil. Sildenafil is a drug also known by the name of Viagra. And while it can be used in men, it can also be used for children who have pulmonary hypertension or high pressures in their pulmonary vasculature. And it can help dilate those vessels So researchers were interested to see if it would help patients with Fontan circulation like I had because usually patients with Fontan circulation have higher pressures in their lungs. So I loved being a part of that study. I had to come and do a lot of stress exercise tests and take a placebo medication as well as the real medication. And that was just a really awesome opportunity I felt like For the first time in my life, I could be kind of contributing to the world of CHD research and hopefully helping kids like myself with Fontan physiology who might need this medication down the road to help them in exercise and just daily life. I also, in high school, was able to go back and volunteer at Children's Hospital. Believe it or not, I actually was stationed in the same outpatient cardiology waiting room that I had gone to so many times before as a patient and I was able to sit there and color with the kids and just meet families as they waited between their various different appointments for the day and it was at that point that I really realized how important it was for me to share my story with families and how important it was for myself to hear stories from families as well. I think growing up with Fontan physiology, growing up with open heart surgeries, I didn't really know a lot of other people who had gone through something like that in their lives. So it was encouraging to me to know that, hey, I'm not the only one that has had this experience. And a lot of families were really appreciative to hear you know, here's a person that is five, ten years down the road from where my child is at. You know, it's so great to know that there are people out there who have been through what we've been going through and who are continuing to live life and do well. I also later on was even able to shadow my own personal pediatric cardiologist, Dr. Marie Gleason. And that was one of the most exciting experiences for me because I kind of got to see what it was like being on the other side, what it was like as a physician to 
treat these patients with incredibly complex cardiac anatomies and just very unique medical needs. So after all these amazing experiences, I decided that I wanted to go to college and I wanted to pursue the pre-medicine track. I was really interested in going to medical school and just trying to return to the field that had helped me so much as a patient. So I attended Wheaton College, a small school right outside Chicago, and there I got excellent training in biology and anatomy and physiology, and that was super exciting. I think it was around my junior year of college that I also met this great guy who is now my husband. He was a year ahead of me. He was a senior and I was a junior. And I heard he was applying to medical schools out in the Philadelphia area. So one thing led to another. We ended up dating. He ended up getting into a medical school in Philadelphia. And the following year, when I was a senior in college, I applied to medical school and ended up getting into the same medical school as he was currently attending. So I started going to Thomas Jefferson in the fall of 2019 and just entered into the world of medical training, which is wonderful and vigorous and time-consuming but also so exciting for me. It just felt like such an incredible achievement to reach medical school and just also reach medical school with all of my past medical history and the baggage of all of my treatments and things like that. It just was an incredibly special time and special achievement for me. And as I was learning and training, I just felt over and over again this overwhelming sense that although it was a really hard growing up with congenital heart disease, my medical condition and medical history had just prepared me so well to relate to patients in a way that not everyone can relate to patients. You know, there are some people who are excellent doctors, excellent medical students, but they just haven't had those same experiences of being a patient, of having a chronic medical condition that you need to manage constantly and you're worried about doctor's appointments and you're worried about the next set of test results. So I was very grateful to have those experiences to carry in with me as I started interacting with patients. Um, I think I just understood a different dimension of what it's like to be a patient and what it's like to seek out medical care. So I am now currently a third year in medical school and I am finishing off my third year clinical rotations, only have another month or so, and then I will be starting my fourth year where I will continue to rotate in areas more related to what I'm interested in going into, which is pediatrics. So it's been a crazy experience, a crazy ride. Um, Medical school is a lot of work, but it's also been so exciting and so rewarding. During my time in medical school, I've actually been able to reach out to physicians at Children's Hospital Philadelphia, and I've been able to help out with some Fontan-related research. I was able to go to a couple research conferences where I could share my personal story as a patient to 
tons of pediatric cardiologists and cardiothoracic surgeons really from all over the world. And it was just an incredible time to be able to meet so many people who had dedicated their careers, their life work to improving the lives of children living with complex congenital heart disease. So this is my story and this is my medical journey thus far. It has not always been easy and living with CHD and Fontan physiology has a lot of difficulties. For instance, I am very sensitive to dehydration. If I'm not on top of my fluid intake, I feel dizzy and weak and sick. I also do struggle with exercise intolerance. My pulse ox or my blood oxygen levels tend to dip really low when I'm working out and I can experience chest pain and other symptoms that make it difficult sometimes to motivate myself to move my body. There's also the sense that my future is very unknown. I'm only 24 years old. I'm grateful that I've been very healthy and haven't needed any additional cardiac interventions or surgeries. But all these things can change and we've seen them change in others over the years. However, in spite of all this, I've found it very helpful to just refuse to focus on my limitations. My heart condition is a very important part of who I am. It's really shaped my trajectory in life and my desire to pursue a career in medicine. However, it is not my full identity. And it's been healthy and helpful for me to be able to separate myself from my medical conditions because that is not all that I am and that is not all that anyone is. No one is defined by their medical condition or the chronic illnesses that they live with on a daily basis. I am so grateful to be where I am today and I owe so much of this to the wonderful physicians, nurses, surgeons, anesthesiologists, all the different people that were able to contribute to my surgeries and my health care. It's amazing to see what the scientific and medical community can do when they come together and research things and work together. It wasn't too long ago that children born with my condition were unable to really be helped in any way. So I am so grateful for all the work and the research that has been done to further this field. While this is my story, I could never dream to speak on behalf of every single heart warrior every single patient living with CHD. Each individual's story is so unique and so powerful. I can only offer my very limited perspective and want to acknowledge every single heart warrior who has come before me and who will come after me. Each one of you has an incredible story that deserves to be shared, valued, and respected. So with that, thank you so much for listening to my very first podcast, I cannot wait to continue creating episodes for all of you. I really hope to use this show as a platform to share things that I've learned about living with CHD, tips and tricks about staying hydrated and keeping healthy, um, and also as a way to update you all on new research and new discoveries within the world of CHD. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bontan with the Future podcast. My name is Taylor, and I hope you will join me next week to hear more about CHD. If you want to reach out or learn more, follow me at Fontaine with the Future on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Hope to have you listening next week.